Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Marshal your troops, O city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem, O Fratha, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins, origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labour gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Peter. As uh, John Featherstone uh, comes up, he's going to be opening up the passage as he preaches on it. Let's pray. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, let us today so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and always hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. In August 1943, Eleanor Roosevelt, husband of the then Franklin D. Roosevelt, uh, President of the United States, uh, she set off in a, uh, on a tour of the uh, Pacific area of conflict between uh, the United States and Japan. Uh, over the course of five weeks, she chalked up over 25,000 miles, uh, visiting those involved uh, in the war effort uh, in the Pacific. Uh, stories are told of her visits to, to hospitals, to servicemen uh, injured uh, in that conflict, uh, conveying the grateful thanks of uh, her husband, the president of, indeed, the whole of the United States, for their service. And one thing that stood out to me from, from reading those stories is how she, uh, she would often make a promise. Uh, the servicemen would be there and they would ask her in a time where the communication was difficult to, to take messages back uh, to their loved ones, to, to sweethearts, husbands, uh, mothers and fathers. And the stories are told again and again of how she kept that promise, returning to the States, writing, speaking, phoning at those relatives, conveying the news of their loved ones. Uh, in fact, in, uh, on her way home in, in Hawaii, 
she met a, a soldier severely injured uh, with whom she made a deal. A, a deal that if he promised to try his hardest to recover uh, from his severe injuries, uh, she, would, she would promise to visit his mother. And again, she, she kept that promise and he pulled through. Now, stories uh, like that of promises kept, I think they stand out for us, particularly because we live in a world uh, often of broken promises. Uh, and I dare say all of us have our experience of broken promises. Uh, they might be relatively small things, someone uh, turning up late for that important meeting, uh, but they still left you with a bad taste in the mouth. For some of you, the pain of broken promises will go much deeper. Maybe there's a, a friend, a childhood friend, who, who had promised to you to be there with you through thick and thin. But then when that time in life came, that really tough time, they'd gone missing. Nowhere to be seen. Or maybe it was a spouse who promised before God to have and to hold till death do you part. And then they walked out on you. Broken promises. That is an opportunity for me to say, if anyone has gone through something really painful like that and they, they want to process that with, with someone, please do feel able to reach out uh, to those of us, the clergy, the pastoral care team, and we stand ready uh, to help and to come alongside you. But I wonder, what promises for you have been broken? Well, this morning we're going to be thinking about this question. Is that what God is like? Is he a God who kind of, as it were, bails on us when things get tough? Or is he a God we can rely on to keep his promises? And to find the answer to that, we're looking at those words that Peter read to us from the prophet Micah. Do keep those open or turn back to them. Page 942, 942. And these words are going to help us uh, to discover what God is really like as a promise-making, promise-keeping God. Do look with me at verse 1, Micah chapter 5. Marshal your troops now, city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son. Now, Micah here is talking to God's people in Judah, the southern part of Israel. And verse 1 tells us that, that Jerusalem is facing attack uh, from its enemy. This is the mighty Assyrian Empire. Uh, now, what had happened is King Hezekiah of Judah, uh, he had refused to pay uh, an annual tribute uh, to the king of Assyria uh, to kind of keep them off their land, uh, to King uh, Sennacherib, his name was. And so King Sennacherib... Uh, because this tribute hadn't been paid, he laid siege to Jerusalem. We're in 701 BC. So the people, God's people, facing a huge threat, really, to their existence. And yet into this crisis, Micah says that there is hope coming for them. Verse 2, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler of Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Micah is saying that, that hope is going to come from a most unlikely place. Uh, now, Bethlehem, in Micah's day, it was so tiny, so small, that um, it's not even mentioned uh, in the book of Joshua. When, when Joshua talks about uh, the different places we find in Judah in his day and lists them, Bethlehem's not even mentioned. 
And yet from this, this tiny, insignificant place, the prophet Mike is saying, a man will come who will be a ruler over Israel and save them from their troubles. Well, we know, don't we, that King David was also from Bethlehem. And so what Micah is doing here is he's saying that that God is going to, in his time, fulfill the promise that he made to David. It was that promise we looked at last week in 2 Samuel chapter 7, that he would establish the throne of David's kingdom forever through his offspring. And Micah says that the offspring through whom he will fulfill that promise, God will fulfill that promise, is one whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Now, it's not obvious who in Micah's day that would have been, because there was no one in Micah's day of whom it could be said that they were from of old, from ancient times, because from ancient times there means from eternity. And so it seems Micah was not talking about someone in his day. He was talking about one to come, a ruler in David's line. Well, in in Matthew's account, of Jesus' birth. Chapter 2, we're told that when King Herod asked about his birth, uh, he asked the chief priests and the scribes where the Messiah would be born, and they replied, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and then they quote from here, Micah chapter 5. So Matthew is making the point really clear. He's saying Jesus is the promised Messiah of Micah 5. Now here's the striking thing. Micah lived about 700 years before the birth of Jesus. 700 years before Jesus came, and Micah writes that he would be born in Bethlehem. It's an awfully long time, isn't it, for for God's people to wait for their promise. And, And maybe it made them begin to wonder about, is God a God who keeps his promises? But but a promise delayed is not a promise broken. God's timing is very often different to our timing, but he never breaks a promise. So God's people, they've been waiting a very long time for this promise in Micah 5 to come true, but it does in God's timing. And just notice with me, this is not a vague promise. Very specific. A ruler in David's line would come from Bethlehem and would be the loving shepherd of his people. And we see that in the Lord Jesus, 700 years after this promise is made. The good shepherd coming in David's line, out from Bethlehem. And you know, this, this is amazing when we remember it, that there are, there are over 300 promises like that in the Old Testament. Promises about who Jesus would be, what he would do, what he would come for, that we can find when we read the Old Testament. Hundreds of promises about Jesus, made hundreds of years before he arrived, and all fulfilled, all coming true in the Lord Jesus. Now, that is just one of the ways that we can be confident this Christmas, that this story that, we are, that we're banking our hopes on, this story that we are longing lots of others will discover, that we're inviting people to, this story is not make-believe. It is absolutely true, completely life-changing. It might be that you have been coming to church for many, many years, and if you're honest with yourself deep down, this is not a problem to admit this. It's just good to admit it to yourself. You're actually not that confident about the things that you say that you believe. So maybe when you say the Apostles' Creed, you've got this niggling feeling in your mind that you're not really quite sure that you believe it. You say it with others, but, but actually when you think it through, you're not quite sure. Maybe you say these words from the Creed, and as you say them, there are big doubts in your mind. 
We say, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. And maybe you doubt the virgin birth. Now, as I say, doubt, it's not, a, not something to, to sort of beat ourselves up about it. it. It's something that all Christians experience at, at times. So please never feel that you can't express your doubts here at Emmanuel. And yet at the same time, we, we want to be people who work through our doubts. Who work through them to a place of, of confident joy in the truth of the Lord Jesus. And just to flesh that out, let me say, trusting in the virgin birth that is really important for a Christian because it helps assure us that, that Jesus really has fully fulfilled the promises of being Emmanuel, of being God with us. God himself who, who left the glories of heaven to come among us in all our brokenness, in a world of broken promises, in his sheer love for us. And the virgin birth also shows us that that. God is not only fully God, Jesus is not only fully God, but also fully human. And that's crucial because it means he's fully able to deal with our sin, the problem of our sin. That is just a wonderful promise for us to bask in this Christmas, that Jesus really did fulfill these promises to be the one who would be born of the Virgin Mary, fully God, fully man, fully able to deal with the problem of our sin. Now, there are lots of ways to increase our confidence in the Christmas story, in, in all that we, we believe. And one way to do that is just to read all of these hundreds of promises, some of the pro- hundreds of promises, prophecies made about the Lord Jesus in the Old Testament that come true uh, in the New Testament. Just type into your search engine, uh, Old Testament promises fulfilled in the New Testament, and they pop up over 300 of them. 300 promises made by God, announced by his messengers hundreds of years before Jesus comes. And all fulfilled in him. So why not take some time to do that this Christmas? To to fuel your confidence in who the Lord Jesus is. Just by reading some of those promises. Uh, Because as your confidence grows, you will feel more ready to to share your faith with others. More ready to invite others to, to come to hear of the good news that you've discovered. So can I encourage you, just in the even in the next few days maybe even this afternoon, to build up your confidence and then to invite someone along to hear of the good news of great joy that we're enjoying this Christmas, knowing that they can do the same as you have, banking your faith on something really concrete, on the promises of God. So what is God like? He's a God who always keeps his promises. And just in the rest of our time together now, we're going to think about the comfort that that is through some specific promises that God has given to us. I remember we're doing this because we live in a world of broken promises. Maybe you've experienced some of them, deeply painful promises broken in your life. But that is emphatically not what our God is like. So if we want assurance this Christmas uh, in a world of broken promises, where we can look, look back look back to all those hundreds of promises fulfilled by Jesus. And we look back because as we do that, we we have confidence to look forward. God has already fulfilled all the promises he made in Christ. And that gives us a real and precious confidence for the future. Confidence that God will fulfill all his promises to us as his people. I wonder if you've seen those... um, 
those boxes that they do, uh, printed to decorative boxes of Christmas prom- uh, promises, Bible promises. Or they, you can get them for adults, you can get them for kids. They're simply these little decorated boxes with no card-sized promises on, promise for each day. And the idea is you can just take one of those, you put it in your pocket and carry it with you for the day. Perhaps a little Christmas gift uh, idea for you there. Bible promises. And I wonder what promise cards, as it were, what promises you need to carry around with you in your heart and mind this Christmas. Here are some, some of the precious promises that God has made. And promises that are ours in Jesus. I'm gonna, I've picked these different promises because it's my hope that, that one of them at least will resonate for each one of us. So just hear these promises and let God minister to them to you through them. God promises us when we're struggling, uh, struggling with sin, struggling with temptation, he promises us a way out of temptation. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. When you are tempted, he will provide a way out. Or, or maybe the promise for you today is the promise that God gives to give us wisdom when we need it. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Maybe that's a promise for you this morning. Or maybe for you, it's, it's the promise that, that he'll never leave you or forsake you. This is a, the promise I'm about to read is, is very precious to me. I return to it again and again in my heart and mind. Uh, sometimes when I'm going through a tough situation, other times when I'm uh, struggling with some sin and, and, I, and I'm wondering, does God still really love me? Am I going to fall away from his love, as it were? Here's the promise. It comes, comes to us from the lips of the Lord Jesus himself. John chapter 6, verse 37. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. If you've come to Jesus, he promises you, whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Perhaps that's a promise for you this morning. Or maybe today it's the promise that that comes in Jesus' words to Peter. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. We've been through a difficult year as a church family, and whatever your perspectives on the difficulties that we've been facing in this church family, in the wider Church of England, or maybe your perspectives on, for those of you who've left another church because of difficulties, divisions, however you're feeling about those things, I'm sure all of us can draw enormous comfort from this promise. Our Lord Jesus himself says that he's building his church, that nothing, not even the gates of hell, can prevail against his work of building his church. And that is what we see happening. He's building his church from every tribe and nation and people and language, including here among us, and absolutely nothing can stop that. A couple of weeks ago, we heard from Simon Gilbo, and he mentioned his podcast. That is a great place to go, just to hear stories of God unstoppably building his kingdom. 
So maybe it's that promise. Or maybe it's this, this promise, this ultimate promise that God one day will, will send his son Jesus, that he'll return and he'll make all things new. This is Revelation chapter 21. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Or in the words we read together earlier from Revelation 22, behold, I am coming soon says the Lord. So I wonder, what, what promise from God do you need to cling to today? There are hundreds and hundreds of them in the Bible. Uh, I've just picked a few. But what promise resonates for you today? What promise do you want to cling to uh, in this Advent and Christmas season? I'm going to read those promises again to help us to uh, just to think which one of them lands and resonates for us. Uh, If I can invite the band uh, back up uh, just as I come to read these, um, because then we'll be ready to sing uh, our final hymn. And as I read these promises again, uh, why don't you ask God prayerfully to take whichever promise here feels particularly for you uh, and to plant it deep in your heart and mind. Uh, Perhaps resolve even to, to memorize it this week. So you can carry that promise, like a promise card. You can carry it around with you wherever you go at this Christmas. So let me read these promises to us again. You may want to close your eyes or just prayerfully think these through and resolve before God which promise might be for you this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. James chapter 1 verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. John chapter 6, verse 37. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And Revelation 21, verses 3 to 5. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Well, we're going to close our service by singing a wonderful hymn that picks up on that ultimate hope and assurance for us as Christians, that hope that Revelation 21 speaks of. 
the morning comes, new heavens, new earth, every corruption done away, beyond the pain, the promised birth, creation's longed-for freedom day. Would you stand with me and we'll sing together. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.